Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Wonder Women Wind Down Podcast. This is your girl, Michelle. And tonight I am so excited to share with you a conversation that I call Faith Talk with my baby cousin, Danielle Marie. Now, I still call her my baby cousin, but this woman is grown. This is a real life grown Wonder Woman, ladies. <laughs> Danielle, I'm um, just a little bit about her. Danielle is a sought after singer and speaker. And now after the release of her book, My Heart, My Responsibility, she can add author to her list of many, many talents. Danielle, who is also passionate about education, has earned her Bachelor of Science degree in psychology. She has earned a Master's of Social Work, and she is a certified prevention specialist with the Michigan Certification Board for Addiction Professionals. Danielle is currently a social worker, serving as a rehabilitation specialist, and the founder of her own company, We Talk LLC. Danielle has also served as a worship leader in her local church and enjoys volunteering with local youth programs. Ladies, you are in for a treat. And just listening to this young woman talk about her love of God, her strong belief in her faith and how it's helped her to overcome adversity, heartbreak. It's helped her to find forgiveness in her heart. You are in for a real good treat. So sit back and take a listen. Here we go. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is, this is Michelle, everybody. And I'm sitting here with my cousin. I always want to say my baby cousin, but she's a grown woman. Still your baby cousin now. <laughs> and, um, this is Miss, say your name, hey, please. Hey, this is Danielle Marie. And I'm so glad to be here with my big cousin, Shelly Shell. Well, thank you so much for being on the Wonder Women Wind Down. It's a mouthful. And um, I, I just want to spend some time with you. I just want to talk to you, congratulate you on the success of your project. Thank you. And um, so for those of you that may be tuning in, I played a clip of Danielle's song, my favorite song, Lead Me. Um, and so I, I couldn't think of a better Wonder Woman to kind of kick things off, you know, as my next episode. So I just want to talk about you. Tell So tell us about you and how the projects came about. Yeah, so you know, it's crazy because when I think about me, I think about the fact that I've been actually getting to know me for a long time. And how the projects came about started way before I knew that I was even pregnant with projects. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the story of my mom, the story of my dad, the story of my education, all those things, they really play a part into who you are. But I never saw myself being an author, mm -hmm. never seen myself being a singer, for sure not a singer. Because mm -hmm. you blow me, because when we <laughs> heard you sing at, I, I want to say maybe Nene's wedding or something. Okay, yeah. I think mom reached yeah. over and said, is that Nelly singing? Yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> and um, even like my friends from college, they were like, Dee, did you get voice lessons or something? Like, when did you start singing like that? And it's amazing how the Lord really will equip you. He really will equip you with what you need mm -hmm. to do what he's called you to do. Even when you yeah. think you're unqualified or you're disqualified. Yeah. Because child, let me tell you, I've definitely done so many things in my life. I felt like, okay, surely I've disqualified myself mm -hmm. this time with this choice. With this person, I've disqualified myself. And the Lord mm -hmm. has had this amazing way of really working it together for my good and for his glory. And so um, the projects, I, the Lord revealed to me in about 2014 or 2015 that I was pregnant 
not naturally, but spiritually, <laughs> with triplets. Um, I always like to say that I don't have no children yet, but should the Lord say the same, one day I will. Preferably not natural triplets either, but whatever he says. That'll be your luck. He's, he's the boss, and so whatever he wants to do, I'm like, I'm with it. When he told me I was pregnant with triplets, um, and I'm like, okay, Lord, that sounds deep. What does that mean, you know, with music? writing and speaking and I thought okay at this point I don't have a song I don't have I had some book ideas I did have some book ideas but they were just ideas I had no editor no publisher no nothing and um and then speaking I've always loved to speak so Mm -hmm. that one felt the most natural I'm like okay I can roll with that one Mm -hmm. with the other two I'm not sure and then as years started to go past the Lord started to give me the songs and give me the visions and mm-hmm. one of the songs the very first song on the cd is called your love mm-hmm. and i'm not sure if i got a chance to tell you or not but i actually heard that song at your birthday party really yes and so wow. i was getting ready to leave the party yeah it was actually the first time i had saw my dad in about five years yeah it was a long time it was very exciting to be there to celebrate you it was a little yeah. bit awkward to see him yeah you know? yeah it was like interesting it was dynamic. such it was such man like you just made me think about what great memories it was so much fun that night and yeah. so much energy. So, so much energy. Wow. And so I'm getting ready to leave, right? And I'm in the bathroom. They had this bathroom and I could just hear this song. You love, you love, you love. Mm-hmm. And I like the way it bounced off the walls. I was like, wow. You love, you love, you love. I was like, that's nice. And so that's all I heard for a long time. Like yeah. so that birthday party was what, three years that's ago? Been about- yeah, maybe four, maybe yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was a while ago, right? Yeah. And so I heard, that's all I heard, that's all I heard. And it wasn't until maybe like a few days before we actually went in to record it on the studio, just this May that I got more. And so the Lord has been, much like my life, he's been giving me pieces, pieces. of yeah. me to put the puzzle together. And so I'm yeah. really excited to see the story continue to unfold the book. Um, I started writing the book right after my divorce. Actually, right after I filed for divorce, mm-hmm. the Lord started giving me visions, and I would just write the visions down. I didn't know why I was getting visions or what I was supposed to do with it, but I would just draw them out. Mm-hmm. The visions end up being the titles of the book. So all of the visions that I had, they were their titles. I have more visions, but the eight that are in there, mm-hmm. they're visions that the Lord gave me. And so it's just been really exciting to see how He's been putting it together piece mm-hmm. by piece and. I am the kind of girl, I like to move quickly. Yeah. I'm a, you know, on-the-go kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the Lord take me through a process where it's taken what I thought too long, I'm like, Lord, it was necessary because there's no way I would have been equipped to even handle yeah. all of this at one time. Yeah, you and, know? You, and you talk about that in the book, too, about how you're like, okay, let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Let's go. And how God, there's different scenarios and different situations that occurred in your life where God had to remind you mm-hmm. who was in control. Yeah. Like, Nelly, not your time. Yeah. On my time. And he's so faithful <laughs> that he always hears me. Yeah. Like, even if I'm having, you know, in the book, I, I'm very transparent in the book. Mm, yeah. Look, my are. heart, my responsibility, a single woman's guide to waiting. You've got to get it if you don't have it mm-hmm. yet. But I'm very transparent and I talk about the conversations I have with the Lord. And it's really interesting to me that I am so bold with the Lord sometimes, but then mm-hmm. I remember he's my father. Mm-hmm. And just like if I had a relationship with my natural father or the men that have been father figures, mm-hmm. I can go to them and be honest and talk to them. And mm-hmm. so I'm not bold in a disrespectful way, but it's like, this is my father. And sometimes I imagine like, I just sit up on my daddy King Jesus lap and I'm just like, Lord, 
this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling some kind of way about this, you know. Yeah. I want to have this, and I don't have it yet. When I'm going to get my husband, you know. Yeah. And just yeah. being able to talk to the Lord. And he says that he inclines his ear to us. He hears us. Mm -hmm. But he gives us a pattern of how, like he says, that we have to be patient, though. We yeah. have to wait for him. So Absolutely. while I be having a temper tantrum and doing all of this stuff, mm -hmm. he like, I'm not moved by your temper tantrum. Man. I'm not moved by your <laughs> attitude. Like, right. You can't hug me. Because we want love. it now. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to do what you think I should do because what you think you want, it's really to your demise. Like, it's yeah. not good for you. Yeah. You think you know best, but girl, you really don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm not about to just, and there are times when the Lord will allow me to get what I think I want. And he like, oh, that's what you want? That's what you want? That's what you want? Oh, I'm sure and we I'm all like, can testify to that. Because mm -hmm. when you look in hindsight, and it looked real good on the oh, shelf. Yeah. And then you're like, wow. And then when he says no to something, and at first you don't get why. Yeah. And then later you go, I get it. I, I, get, I get that. Now. I get it why I get it why my father told me no. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have that one. And that's yeah. and that's that, growth. That's yes, and it's spiritual it, growth to finally get that. Yeah. yeah. And, to find, and even honestly, when you don't get it, because mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, Lord, like this is a good thing. But if <laughs> right. you're saying no, you know something I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so because you know what I don't know, you see what I can't see. Like he can see what's outside. We can't even see we can't even see what's on the other side of mm -hmm. his house. And so we think we're so all-knowing and we're so, mm -hmm. you know, such adults. And we and it's like, girl, you don't know nothing. Yeah. And so that's why now I think the waiting, it's not just about waiting for a person. Waiting, It's waiting till the Lord gives you instructions to mm -hmm. move. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a new church, whether it's a new job, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, a contract, a deal. Mm -hmm. It's waiting to say, Lord, I'm acknowledging you. You said you'll direct my paths. But it's being patient enough to say, I'm going to wait for you to tell me which way I should go. Right, right. And that, that's a good word because, you know, just speaking from my own spiritual experience, I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. And I always, I love when I reflect on how I used to be. And may, you know how, how the saying goes, I, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm, but I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. where I used to be. And I'm so glad that I'm growing spiritually. And I think anybody that's listening can probably relate. That as you grow personally, spiritually, you really start to understand that, wow, you know, this, this stuff takes time and you, you do learn patience and you mm -hmm. do learn to not lean on your own understanding. Right. You know, so. You realize my understanding is very limited. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and it has got me absolutely in some places, I mean, sometimes, you know, we ha we make good choices. Obviously, we haven't mm -hmm. made complete bad choices. But mm -hmm. you realize my understanding is so limited. Why mm -hmm. would I lean on my limited understanding when I can wait on him? And that's not easy. You know, it's not no, easy to because you're wondering, did you forget my request, Lord? Like, yeah. you know, I'm just wondering if I should yeah. remind you, give you a little friendly and it'll, reminder. And it'll <laughs> test your faith, too. Oh, yeah. It'll test your faith. And even when you're in the presence of doubters, when you encounter doubters, you're already getting a little anxious and like, man, I keep praying for this. And I keep asking for this. It's not helping. I mean, it's not happening. Then don't encounter a doubter. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have to remove yourself and say, no, wait a minute. If God does nothing else for me mm -hmm. past today, what he's already done for me, I can't thank him enough. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Like a lot of people who know me, they would, they would definitely know that I am a girl with crazy faith. Mm -hmm. Like I believe God, like I'm, People say to me, I'm spoiled. <laughs> I didn't know that was true until recently, or I wasn't willing to admit it. I just thought I'm a, I was a good kid, so I got, mm -hmm. you know, I made good choices, so this was my reward for making mm -hmm. good choices. But now I'm like, I am a little bit spoiled, but I kind of feel like that's because the Lord 
he has given me the desires of my heart and he has I want to say he spoiled me, but I'm a daddy's girl. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up obviously without my biological father. I've mm-hmm. had great father figure men and people in my life who have mm-hmm. stepped up. But I can honestly say I am a daddy's girl because the Lord is my father. He's mm-hmm. fathered me. And so because of that, he gives me favor and things mm-hmm. that I don't deserve. I still get them. And so I just believe, okay, Lord, you said that we have not because we ask not. So mm-hmm. if I ask for this, you said that you withhold no good thing from me if I walk up right before you. So when I'm not getting things that I'm believing God for and I'm trusting him for, I usually have to check, number one, is it because I'm doing something? Like, am I not walking upright? Like, am I hindering myself? Mm-hmm. Or is it not time yet? Because mm-hmm. it's only one of those two. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to get the thing that I'm asking if it's according to his will. And right. that, when you have that mindset, you realize, okay, I desire a husband, a fine husband with <laughs> amazing hair. Okay, listen. Listen, okay, that's serious. But if he's saying no, you can't, not yet, Mm -hmm. then that means. Or not this fine one. Yes, not not that one. Yeah, I got one for you. But if he's saying no, not yet, then I have to trust you know what's best and Mm -hmm. you know that this isn't the time. And see, the Bible says that the vision is for an appointed time. And though it may tarry, we have to wait for it. And so, yeah, there's an appointed time for that. There's an appointed time for things that we're believing God for. Mm -hmm. But are we willing to wait until the appointment time? It's just like if you go to the doctor and you just are like, I got to see the doctor now. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to wait until your appointment time. Yeah, that's true. You have to wait. That's true. And that's a good way to look at it. I love how you talk about um, how how you talk about God in in a in the sense of being your father Mm -hmm. and how you talk to him like, you know, like as a, a little girl hopping up on your daddy's lap and just talking to daddy. Because I have to admit, I struggle with prayer. Because I always thought I had to pray. We just talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit before we started um, recording. I used to feel like I had to pray a certain way. Mm-hmm. That I it had to be formal. And I need to be on my knees with my hands this way. And I don't know where I got that concept from. Because my mama is a praying woman. And my mama would just start praying mm-hmm. wherever we are or whatever we're going through. She would just tell you, hey, you got to pray, you know. <laughs> and so, in, in, in our grandmother, you know, our grandmother, Ernesta, she was, you know, a, a pianist in the church and we had to go to church. And so, it wasn't about the going to church per se. I had this thing in my mind that this is how you had to pray. But as I started growing spiritually and then just realizing, wow, you really can just sit and talk to God. Mm-hmm anywhere yeah and and you don't and and i feel like my relationship with god i've gotten closer when i just naturally talk just like i'm talking to somebody else and if i even want to complain sometime or i want to call a girlfriend and complain about something i'm like what can she do let me talk to my father about yeah you know so So i love when i hear you say that because it's just like a reaffirmation of yeah this is how you talk to, this is your father. Yeah, you we're know? daddy's girl. You know, in my business, yeah. we talk. That's essentially what it is. We talk. The meaning behind that is mm-hmm. I talk to the Lord, he talks back, and we talk. Mm-hmm. And when I don't talk to the Lord, I have nothing of value to sing about, mm-hmm. write about, or speak about. Mm-hmm. And so it's imperative to me that I talk to the Lord. And whether it is down on my knees or laying prostrate or driving in my car or in the shower or washing dishes, it's that constant fellowship with the Lord because he's my dad. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Lord, you know, like, what you want me to do today? Who you want me to sow into? Like, who can I connect to today? Like, where you want me to go? And being sensitive and listening when he responds back. And mm-hmm. he may respond in many different ways. Yeah. Because while he's a very consistent guy, he changes his methods. And I think that 
learning me, I had to learn that my God, my father, my dad, he's always been faithful. He's always been there, but he started to switch things up a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. He didn't show up the way I had expected him to. Yeah. I was like, where you at, Lord? And he was like, (laughs) I'm right here. Where you at, girl? Yeah. Yeah. And And I've been here all along. I've been here all along. What's up? (laughs) Catch up. Ask about me. Right. And so I appreciate that the Lord, he keeps it where you can't box him in. Mm -hmm. And I have that attribute as the Lord, I feel like, because I... I don't like to be boxed in. I don't like to be confined to one way. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, you did this this way. And it's like, well, I felt led to do it that way that yeah. time. But now I want to do something different. You know, I'm still showing up. And I love that the Lord, he's been so faithful consistently. But how he has spoken to me, even through relationships. You know, mm-hmm. my first relationship, the Lord was really clear. Like, no, you mm-hmm. know, don't do this. This last relationship I was in, it wasn't like that. It was yeah. very, it, like he, I could hear the Lord being like, just wait. Mm-hmm. And so I interpreted just wait as, all right, wait for it. It's yeah. coming. Not realizing that one day this relationship would end. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, just wait, because there's things I'm teaching you, I'm showing you. And the Lord, while he was giving me those visions, I was thinking like, well, these visions are like for someone else. Or, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to talk about visions at the conferences and things I do. Yeah. And when that relationship ended, and now when I read my book, it's like I'm reading a story to myself yeah. that I wrote. And it's like... He was instructing me, but he wasn't speaking as much. He was giving me visions this time. And he mm-hmm. was giving them to me as a foreword. He was already telling me what to do. And then when I got there, it was like, remember, I already told you what to yeah, do. That was like, like you're wow. like, uh, all of those aha moments yeah. that for references. Like, like, uh. Okay. So let's talk about the book. So again, for all of our listeners, the book is called My Heart. My Responsibility, a single woman's single woman's guide to waiting. And I've completed the book and I absolutely, there was so much of me when I read the book. There were so many times, literally, I was in my bed and I'm reading and I, I found myself talking out loud like, oh my God, yes, me too. Oh, like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It was almost like seriously sitting there having a conversation with another sister, you know, yeah. like, like a, a girl chat. And so I want to do something called just like word, word association. Okay. And so I'm going to say a word. And I want you to tell me when you hear that word, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Okay. Okay. All righty. Parents. Two people that love each other. Okay. So let's talk about in in relation to the book. And I wanted to go there because again, you've been very transparent in your book and as your fan, as your cousin, I know a little bit about your story when you grow up. And again, Mm -hmm. Danielle is very transparent um, about her, her challenges with her parents growing up. Um, feelings of abandonment as a result of some decisions mm-hmm. that they made. So again, get the book and read it. I'm sure you'll re- it'll resonate with you. But when I heard the word parents, and, and I thought of you, and I thought of your release, which just so you know, I don't know how my makeup m- made it. <laughs> forgiveness came, came mm-hmm. up for me because I saw forgiveness with you and your mom mm-hmm. at the release. And, and even on Father's Day, when you sent the picture of your dad, that said, you know what? And you said to her, mom, I forgive you because the decision you made when I was a kid, you knew that you couldn't provide the, the, the life and provide me with the things that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so now look at you, you yeah. know, you're a living testimony. You're an author. You yes. got a book. Out. Got a Can you believe that? And a CD and a business, you know, <laughs> and when I think of the word parents and I think loving parents, and I think that for me is what came to me is because 
that's why I wanted to be married so bad. Was mm-hmm. I wanted to have that family unit that I didn't necessarily have myself mm-hmm. feeling like that was what I needed. I needed parents, mm-hmm. loving mom and dad, mm-hmm. married parents together. And so I had this form of this idea that, like I talk about in my book, started with my Barbies. Mm-hmm. My Barbie and my Kendall, they would be parents to a little a child. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that, even though I didn't have a mom and a dad, I had great people in my life, I was never really abandoned, nor was I orphaned because I had my dad. I had mm-hmm. the Lord. He was my mm-hmm. father. And even like the word of God says, when your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But when you, and, and this happened, you know, when, you're, when your parents weren't in your life anymore, you know, full time, you were, what, nine, ten years old? Yeah, yep, I was nine. And I didn't actually remember really actually meeting my dad until I was... Um, going to maybe junior prom or prom mm-hmm. or uh, I think it was homecoming. So I was a senior in high school before I really mm-hmm. remember having a relationship with him. And even like my response to the word parents, mm-hmm. loving parents, I think it really shows how the Lord can really mend your heart. Absolutely. Because I don't think of parents and I don't in a negative it, In a negative yeah, way or with bitterness. Not at all. I don't, yes. even, I don't even think like anything. I'm just like loving parents. That's yeah. the kind of parent I want to have. Yeah. Loving people. And yeah. so that really does show that the Lord, he can mend it. And not only can he mend your heart, but he can remove the residue mm-hmm. because sometimes the residue is what kind of lingers around in your mm-hmm. heart. And you think I've already getting over this. And you say a word like that and you think like loneliness. And it's yeah. like, I don't think about that. You know, I thank yeah. God for the parents that he blessed me with. Mm-hmm. I have their attributes, mm-hmm. the good, the, the indifferent, the amazing family, <laughs> the amazing extended family, family. cough, cough. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I even just, it, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. For the purpose and to be able to go back and to be a light to my mm-hmm. mother and to be a light to my father yeah that i don't hold nothing against you i have yeah. no bitterness no anger no resentment nothing yeah. in my heart like yeah so yeah loving loving parents it's, it's a and it is it's a true testament like and, and even for anybody who's listening um because we all have different relationships with our parents i i didn't really know my father mm-hmm. i've always been a mommy's girl you know um have a great relationship with my mom but my dad and it's funny i was talking to one of my friends maybe it was Terry or Tish, whoever it was we've been friends for over 30 years and we were talking in a round table in fact when we were preparing for the podcast to launch and one of them said you know michelle i never really heard you talk about your dad good or bad and i said you know what because he really wasn't present Mm-hmm. But I had so many, even though like, and, and it's ironic because your dad wasn't very active in your life. He was very um, present in ours, even at a distance. It's good, bad, and ugly, mm-hmm. right? And so I had a lot of, I had my uncles, I had my grandfather, but I didn't really know much about my father. I didn't meet my father until I was 12 or 13. And so in having a conversation with my mom about it, she had her reasons, his lifestyle at the time when I was little and some experiences, you know, again, his lifestyle to sum it up wasn't safe for mm-hmm. a kid. And so she made the decision to, to keep me away. Now, at yeah. this point in her life, does, does she regret it? I don't think so, because at the end of the day, you're strong. We're firm in our beliefs. And if as a parent, you felt this isn't safe, this isn't good for my child. Let me take the L on that and deal with that later. That's my story. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I remember one day being in prayer um, and the Lord saying to me, you can ask me. And I was like, ask you what, Lord? Mm-hmm. You can ask me why you had neither of them. And I thought, mm. I, I kind of did want to ask you that, Lord, but I was thinking, like, maybe I was being too nosy, you know? <laughs> and so, 
said, okay, Lord, why? Like, you know, most people have their mom. Like you mm-hmm. said, I'm a mama's girl. Yeah. Most people have their mom. Mm-hmm. You know, like the story of the dad not being there, that's a common it's, one. It's, unfortunately, it's yeah, common. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, okay, we get that. But it's like, I didn't have a mom. Yeah. My mom terminated her parental rights, and I was in court to witness it. Mm-hmm. Talk about trauma. Yeah. That What that yeah. was supposed to do, but yeah. the devil's a liar, yeah. and the Lord is glorified. Yeah. So I didn't have the mom there. And while, yes, I had my sister and I had my sisters mm-hmm. and I didn't have the dad. And yes, I had my sister's husband, um, her first husband. I had those people, but I didn't mm-hmm. have my mom and yeah. I didn't have my dad. Yeah. And I asked the Lord, why? Why did I have neither of them? Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me just like we're talking, show, like just like this. He said, I didn't want to have to unteach you what they would have taught you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I thought, wow. I never wow. saw this or I never saw that I never Mm -hmm. seen abandonment I never seen addiction I didn't see it yeah and so because I didn't see it I had this very there was blinders to it he had you covered he was preserving me because he's like I know where I'm taking you and so I don't want to have to unteach you yeah what they're gonna teach you yeah and I thought dang that's all cold yeah that's pretty that's pretty powerful like when you sit there and think about that like wow like you you was really like looking out for me yeah. And he was like, and I remember before my mom, you know, because I did live with my mom up until I was mm-hmm. about nine years old. I lived with my yeah. mom. But at that time, most people don't know, I was I was already running the streets, a little mm-hmm. girl, out all night long. My mama was doing what she was doing. Yeah. That was the culture growing up in Detroit at that time. We would be yeah. out on our bikes. You know, we would tell people like, oh, we're collecting money for mm-hmm. our um, recess or, our, or collecting money for something we would lie about. Yeah. We would collect the money and just go get us some cheeseburgers or something. Yeah. You know, and I started getting to the age where older quote-unquote cousins they weren't really my cousins the male mm-hmm. they were starting to notice that i was becoming attractive and growing and forming mm-hmm. the lord got me up out of there ain't no telling what could have happened yeah. what what the enemy wanted to happen but the yeah. lord said not so yeah. and so i thank god because even though i didn't have them growing up he still made it where i was able to live with my mom again i did mm-hmm. get to live with my mom right before i got married that first time that was always a prayer request of mine i got mm-hmm. to live with her for six months yeah. before i got married and my father when we reconnected, the Lord just really put on my heart to serve him. Mm-hmm. And so most people don't really know because they didn't see it. I didn't publicize it. But mm-hmm. I, he would call me and, mm-hmm. oh, he'd be fussing. And I'd yeah. be like, you're not going to be fussing at me. Yeah. But he, he calmed <laughs> down, you know. And yeah. I'd take him to the store. And we had the opportunity to build our relationship and our bonding time. And yeah. we have a relationship, my father and I. Yeah. And so I thank God for how he mended those things. And to yeah. be able to go and talk to my father and to laugh. He just called me actually yesterday telling me I needed to call my other cousin so she can do something for him. He always has a request. And a demand. <laughs> a demand. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Uncle Don. Yeah. And to bring him my book. And, you know, and it's like, I, I thank God for that, to be able to, yeah. even in my writing, my writing is very mindful that these mm-hmm. are still people. Yeah. My mother, my father, they're people who made the choices that they made based on yeah. what they had. You, you were, you, you, I feel like you gave them the same type of grace that God gives mm. us. I, I do. And even as I read it, there was so much about you because you were younger. Like, I'm 45. So, yeah. I don't know. Do the math. How, yes. How was that? Ten, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, there's 10 years even before you came where I was crazy. I was... Your mom was my auntie, like, Auntie Shirley. You know what I mean? Like, pressing my hair and when they lived in Flat Rock and, and, and we would go and just get Arby's all the time. Like I have all these fine <laughs> yeah, memories, you know, <laughs> you know, even before you were born. And so I was just grateful that even throughout the turn of events 
that I was I still had those good memories and that I was still able to be connected to you and your sisters despite all of that, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and again, it just shows the growth. Well, I, another reason I'm always telling you, I'm so proud of you and you are just another wonder woman and living testament of forgiveness, mm-hmm. moving on with your life and just giving God all the glory and the victory for where you are and not being bitter about the adversity. Yeah, you know, you and know? I used to be like, I used to be angry, you know, mm-hmm. like, why would they do this? Of course, mm-hmm. all those natural feelings that you have, it's mm-hmm. natural, you know, and I want the ladies and the men that are listening today, you know, you guys, thank you for taking time to listen to us. It's natural to have those feelings. Yeah. It's natural to feel anger and sadness, but because we know we don't have to hold those feelings that Jesus already nailed it to the cross. He died with those things, so we don't have to live with it. Mm-hmm. And I remember being about 21 thinking they they moved on with their life yeah i can't hold this i can't blame them forever Mm -hmm. i have to make decisions about what i want my life to look like Mm -hmm. and i released them and i said to them i have they have no debt with me yeah they don't owe me anything they Mm -hmm. gave they birthed me Mm -hmm. and i'm thankful for that because i couldn't did that by myself they owe me nothing and when we start to live a life that no matter what people do to you whether it's your parents your ex-husband your spouse your family members or whatever it may be mm-hmm. they owe us nothing mm-hmm. i release the debt from people and it allows me to live freely absolutely and, and I, then yeah and, and then when i think about them think about us when we make mistakes who can beat us up yeah nobody can beat us up like we can. more like we can beat ourselves up so i'm sure they have their own cross absolutely. to bear with that and their own you know feelings to get over their own regrets if yes. you will so they don't need us to that's do like it, the bible you says know? you without seeing cast the first stone it's mm-hmm. like I don't have no stones to throw. Yeah. Not at you because I I have my own for myself. And so it's like, you know, once we can get to a place where no matter what people have done to us, when we can really learn to forgive them and release it Mm -hmm. and just let it be and to love. Now, here's the thing, though. I think people need to understand forgiveness and love does not equate to access. Mm -hmm. And I used to think that, okay, well, I say I love you, so I have to keep giving you access to my heart. No, that's Mm -hmm. not being responsible. Mm -hmm. And when you, you know... Especially in relationships. Mm-hmm. I would just keep giving. You know, some people are like, I'm a runner. Well, listen, sis, I'm not a runner. I was, I'm was, i a stayer. I will stay and stay and stay and stay. Mm-hmm. I'll see all the red flags. I'll be like, okay, that's a red flag, but I keep mm-hmm. staying. And that's not healthy either. And so realizing that loving someone does not mean access. Sometimes you got to say, I love you, but I'm going to choose to live mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it without you. Yeah. I'm going to love you from afar. Yeah. Absolutely. Or real and, far. And, and that leads me to the word heart when you hear that. Mm. Nice segue, huh? Yes. <laughs> open. Mm. I think of the word open when I hear heart. Tell me about that. What do you mean by that? I think, well, I love hearts. I love the simple heart. So should anyone ever want to buy me a gift, they can buy me anything with a heart. heart. Okay. Note it. to self. Hearts, <laughs> infinity, and the word love. Okay. Uh, those are like my things. Mm-hmm. Um, open. I think of that because you know what? We have to keep an open heart. Mm-hmm. An open heart to receive love and an mm-hmm. open heart to give love. Because when people hold... When they hold things in, they hold, they close themselves up and they harbor unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. They're not just hurting the people that really could gain from what they have to give. Yeah. They no longer can receive what people have to give them. Yeah. And so I think of heart and I think open, mm-hmm. just being open. Yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah, that's awesome. In your book, you said, and, and again, the title of the book, My Heart, My Responsibility. In the book, you say that again, that the Lord was ultimately telling me, that it is my heart and therefore the care of it is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And as I read that again, because the book is, 
you know, a, a, a testament and, 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 and sharing stories to single women, sharing your experiences and talking about being single. I thought about that with how, like you said, you're, you're how you, you're like, you're a stayer. I'm going to stay. I'm going to give it all I got. Mm-hmm. Our heart, our responsibility. And I think sometimes as women, we give our hearts to people mm-hmm. as if it's their responsibility yeah, to absolutely. care for it. And we expect them to care for it. To with care, care for our heart. And to yeah. be gentle yeah. and to be honest and yeah. to treat it right. Yeah. And then we look up, it's like chapter number two, diamond in the toy box. Yeah. They didn't throw our little heart in the toy box because yeah. they I didn't got, value yeah. it that way. It was <laughs> exactly. like a piece of plastic to them. And, yeah. and especially if we're dealing with people that are immature, mm-hmm. it may not even be their fault. They're just not ready. See, like yeah. my ex-husband, a wonderful person, actually. Mm-hmm. I actually just talked to him yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that, that we're able to talk. You know, we don't yeah. talk often. Yeah. But, um... It, and that's a beautiful thing, just to interject there. My ex-husband and I are the same way. Like, yeah. I thank God when you hear all these horror stories of people, when they go their separate ways and they get divorced. Yeah. And then they... It's it's bitter or... And sometimes it's even unsafe. And, and they have yes. this traumatic experience. I thank God that... We are able to just still say, hey, you okay? How's life? Good talking Being to you. Kind to Being one kind another. to you one know, another. The, the word yes. of God tells us, all men will know you're my disciples by what? Your love, love for, for, one another. for one another. It doesn't yes. say your love for the person that's in the church next to you. Yeah. Your love for the person that does good to your you. Your love for it, one another. Your love for one another. Yeah. And they're, they're included in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really thankful to be able to have had all of those mm-hmm. experiences and to be able to, you know, connect with my ex-husband, um, even at that level in which we did. But then I realized while he was a good person, he was not mature enough, which mm-hmm. he will admit and won't mind me saying he wasn't mature enough to have handled the responsibilities of being a wife or husband mm-hmm. and having a wife. Mm-hmm. And so here I'm giving my heart and myself to him, expecting mm-hmm. him to know what to do with it. While the Lord's already telling me, no, he's not ready. Yeah. And he's showing me signs to say, I'm really not ready, but mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his responsibility. I was looking for him to make me whole, mm-hmm. make me happy, make me secure. Yeah. And yes, a husband may have a part in that. Mm-hmm. But that's not a man's responsibility. That's no. not a best friend's responsibility. No. That is our responsibility to give it for the Lord and say, okay, as a single woman, I have to get whole and complete mm-hmm. with you, Lord. And I often, I talk about this in a book that we are filled with holes, H-O-L-E-S. And the Lord wants to fill those holes mm-hmm. to make us whole, W-H-O-L-E, mm-hmm. to make us whole. And so it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves and to assess. I'm a social worker. I make assessments all the time and mm-hmm. I say, this is not proper. This is not a good placement. We need to start making assessments about the suitability of a partner before we just decide, oh, I like you, or mm-hmm. I love you, or I'm marrying you. And we just talked about yeah. that too before, yeah, before we started recording. And it, that part was profound for me because, as I was telling you before we started recording, I had been with my ex-husband between just friends, dating, and marriage mm-hmm. 20 years. And when I said that to somebody, they were like, wow. I said, no, let that sink in. I'm 45. 20 years of my life, I've been in a relationship with this man. And again, he was a great, he's a great person in his own right. He just, our season was up, you know? But when I, when I think about that, you do go into a relationship or a marriage thinking, take care of my heart, Mm -hmm. take care of me. But it's really our responsibility. And by that meaning, one, we have to be honest with ourselves about who we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. We got to accept them for who they are, where they are, and not what we wish them to be. Yeah. And we also have to not ignore red flags. When we start seeing 
red flags of things that don't mesh and that's not of equal yoke with you, we can't just brush it off because we in love. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I think recognizing your own value is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about in the book, the Lord gives me three D's. And I remember this was the first thing he told me. I was washing the dishes. That was next on my, my <laughs> workplace. So that was a great yeah, segue. Yeah, three D's. Three D's. <laughs> so the three D's are... Does he deserve it? Does he desire it? And does he know what to do with it? Ladies, y'all hear that? The three D's. Say it again, <laughs> Does Nelly? he deserve it? Does he desire it? And does he know what to do with it? Mm-hmm. And it is your heart. And so you need to be able to answer yes to all of these questions. Not just one of the three, two of the three, all three. And I used to ask myself, like, well, who am I to ask that someone deserve me? Mm-hmm. Who am I? But who are you? I am to? the only person who can Can't, answer that. That's question. right. Who, that's I'm right. The only, I have the right. I have it's my responsibility to mm-hmm. say, okay, do you deserve me? Like, do you have the attributes? Are we in equal? Are we in alignment? Are we on one accord? Are you gonna know? Like, do can you handle me? Mm-hmm. Can you handle me with care? Can you handle me as a strong like I'm a strong woman. I'm very dominant. I'm working on being, you know, less whatever but i'm very i'm very submissive i don't have any submissive issues you know the lord is good he's faithful but i'm very dominant Mm -hmm. but can you handle me can you can you be the man and can Mm -hmm. you handle me with care though Mm -hmm. because i'm not talking like can you handle me but like can you handle me with with gentle care but like Mm -hmm. be make it clear like oh no you okay i got you babe like okay (laughs) yeah and do you desire me you know am i always wondering you know do you even like me yeah you know do, do you you know, it's yeah. like, no, do you desire me? Do you deserve what I have to offer? Because I give it my all, oh. Shell. And like, you know what? Yeah. And, and when you said that, like, do you desire me? Sometimes, as women, we, we look at the wrong things to to determine oh, yes. that someone desires us. Which leads me to the word love and what the... um. Your love. Let me see what the book says. My here. love language. The five love languages. Yeah. I did not want to forget to talk about that oh, because yeah. I thought that tied so so well into when we talk about the three Ds and desire. Yeah. And when we think about desire, we're thinking, "Woo, do he want me? Do he want? Yes. You know, is he attracted to me?" But when you think about desire, you, like you said, I don't want to have to wonder. Do you want me? And I don't want it to just be physical. And especially, you know, women of faith. And, and again, we're not perfect and we we fall short. But when you're just trying to, to live right and, and walk a, a, you know, live, in, live a life that's pleasing to God. And you want to try to, at this point, preserve yourself. Like, I want a, I want a husband. Like, so I, I want to be able to, to, to honor God, honor his word. And I don't, so I don't want someone just to desire me in the to physically yeah. you know yeah so then when you talk about when the word love came up and you talk about the five languages about identifying what your your love language is speak to that yes yeah, so i love I this think, part so the five love languages you know um dr gary chapman he talks about the love languages which is words of affirmation physical touch um gifts quality time and acts of service and these are the ways that we determine, we feel the most love. You call it filling your love tank. So like my love is love language. Mm-hmm. Or my love language is words of affirmation. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, with my love language being words of affirmation, all you really had to do was tell me mm-hmm. how you felt. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is tell me how good you think I am at something or how much you need me in your life. All you have to do is say it. 
And if you say it, then my love tank is filled. And yeah. I'm like, wow, you. But the reality is, is you can say those things and you could not have any actions that follow. And so you have to be aware what your love language is, but also realize that it can be a blind spot. Mm-hmm. It can be an area of weakness because people, they can they can determine that about you. Whatever it is, if it's gifts and you're like, girl, but he brought me this and he they, brought me they this. Know, they, it's, it's something they know. They may not use the word what your mm-hmm. love language is. They know what gets you. But they know what gets you. Yeah, they, they know, know what gets you. Yeah, and it's funny because when I read this, I read this a few times and I laid there like, mm, what's my love language, right? I, because, and I really started thinking about it. Like, then I started thinking about the attributes of my ex-husband. Again, this is the person I've been with the longest. And I started thinking about when he did this. Like, he wasn't the type to did this. He didn't do this. I really was just laying there trying to figure out what my love language was. And so as I read this over and over again, that is going to stick with me. And I thank you for sharing it because I never heard. I never heard it explained that way. And so now it's going to start making me as we go through these periods of self-reflection when you're trying to get to know you and what what is your hot button, right? What makes mm-hmm. you trigger? As I, I move on and, and date men and meet people, I need to understand what makes me tick with them. Is it words? Is it, I can rule out physical touch because that ain't happening. <laughs> so I can oh, rule yes. that out. You know, but well, you know, it's physical just like, touch is not even sexual only. I just want to yeah. say that too. Okay. Physical touch can just be a rub to the shoulder. It can be mm-hmm. holding hands. It okay. doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be physical Necessary intimacy. intimacy. Gotcha. And I think that's yeah. important because you may also see some people who seem flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Like they may be like, oh, they laugh, you know, and they're touching your hand. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're always touching other people. That yeah. just means that they enjoy physical touch. Okay. And they come around you and give you a bear hug or put their arm yeah. around you. So okay. I think it's important that we know it's not just that but yeah if you are you know living a life where you decide celibacy is what you want to do and you want to honor the lord with your body as we as believers definitely continue to strive to as we should you want to make good choices about knowing okay i can't put myself in situations where i'm going to make provisions for my flesh because my love language is touch and i'm going to touch you and when you touch me back we touch it more than i had and now the fire is going so i think we need to be wise about that but i think it's important to know that it's not limited to just physical intimacy. Yeah, I, and I'm glad you explained that. And so, ladies, as you're listening to this, I'm going to repeat the five love languages because ever since I read this, I've been trying to think about what's my love language. And so they are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And again, it's thinking about what is it in a relationship with your, you know, with your significant other that that's your trigger. That's your that's your hot button. Well, so let me say this because this is important too, and you you can get more information from Dr. Jerry Chapman. The book is um, the Five Love Languages. It gets tricky with love languages because your partner can give you love in a way that you don't identify. Mm-hmm. And so you may have a husband or a partner mm-hmm. who may not spend as much quality time with you, mm-hmm. but he does acts of service, which means he makes sure he provides. So he's like, mm-hmm. I put gas in the car, mm-hmm. I wash the car. You have food in the house, and so mm-hmm. you have to be able to identify others' love languages too. And so yeah. it's not so black and white, but once you can identify your own, mm-hmm. then you can also know, okay, I, I get it. But the Lord, He's so good that He actually honors our love languages in all of those ways. Yeah. And so we don't have to be unfulfilled, nor do we have to wait to get it from people. Mm-hmm. We can really love on ourselves mm-hmm. too. We can affirm yeah. ourselves. We can buy ourselves gifts. We can spend some quality time with ourselves. And as single women, yeah. we should really embrace those things. And so that, that was when single, a man comes that around. Single, that single season. Yes. I was telling someone earlier at work today that I date myself a lot. 
And I spend a lot of time with myself. And not that I'm not looking forward to a relationship in the future. Not saying I'm an independent woman. I don't need... No, nothing like that. But... And I was telling you about this other book that I was reading about being single and, and just trying to live a, a life that's pleasing to God. You do you got to learn to love yourself and be enjoy being by yourself, around yourself, so that other people, you know, will want to be around you. And when you're in a relationship with someone, I don't need someone to tell me what I like or what I don't like. I'm going to know right off the bat because I've gotten yeah. to take this time with myself. And you're not moved you're not so easily moved by these way, other like, things. Oh, he brought me this, or yeah. I got this, or mm-hmm. he took me on this trip. It's like mm-hmm. I appreciate, I'm appreciative, mm-hmm. but I don't need that anymore. And it's yeah. getting to a place of contentment where you can say, I don't, I don't need to yeah. have that which you're offering me because number one, I've gotten it from the Lord. I've mm-hmm. been fulfilled by Him, and not that the Lord, the Lord can fulfill all of our needs. They don't look the same as with a natural person, and I believe that we have need. For people, mm-hmm. love and acceptance is a basic need of a mm-hmm. human. There's no getting around that. Absolutely. But there's Absolutely. a difference when you realize, I want what you have to offer me. Mm-hmm. I don't need it don't like need I'm it. lacking it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Lord wants us to be complete and entire, lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I, um, you know, again, I can't stress, guys, that, you know, this, me sitting down and talking to my cousin is such an honor because... I'm so proud of her. Again, I've, you know, watched her grow up, you know, and, and again, we, we've had some distance over the years and not because of anything bad, just life, but just being able to reconnect. And, and no matter what, what I love about us too, Nelly, I don't care if we don't talk for a year or, or see each other, I should say, because we always connect. Mm-hmm. We always keep in touch, whether it's with the text message, even before the book, even before mm-hmm. the music, we would always just connect somehow. I remember one day I was having a rough day and you called me and, and you prayed for me and we just prayed together and it was the most beautiful thing. And I hadn't seen you in yeah, a minute. I remember that when you I was know? working on And that's what I mean too, like being sensitive and talking to the Lord. Yeah. The Lord will, while you're talking to the Lord and I'm talking to the Lord, the Lord will say, connect. Let me connect them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so I, um, I, like I said, this, this podcast is dedicated to wonder women, the everyday wonder women, not celebrities, because it's one, it's a wonder woman sitting across from me that the world will know uh, more about yeah, really I'm soon. Famous soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, I just, I just wanted to celebrate you. I want to tell you, I'm so proud of you. I love you. I love your CD, which is shout your, look, shout your CD out. Yeah. The CD is called led by love. It's from the, um, the word of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God shall be called the children of God. And so that's Romans 8 and 14. And so the CD is really exciting. None of the songs have ever been physically written. They've all been downloaded and inspired by the Holy Spirit, given to me in a car, in prayer, or right in the studio booth. So I'm kind of like a freestyle worshiper. So it's really amazing. I'm really excited about that. And then, of course, my um, business, We Talk, I'm open for speaking to all platforms and different audiences. And I will be launching the Single Woman's Tour this fall, What nice. You Doing While You Wait. And so that's going to be coming this fall. Okay. And then, of course, the book, My Heart, My Responsibility, A Single Woman's Guide to Waiting. You can learn more about me on Instagram, Facebook, my website. It's all my name, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-I-E. Yes, the extra I. is there on purpose, <laughs> Marie. Um, M-A-R-I-E. So thank you so much for having me and for just allowing me to be a part of this amazing journey. And I'm really excited. And so I look forward to you being able to talk someday to what we deem as celebrities. And so it's going to be good. Yeah, it is going to be great. And I'm absolutely going to. I will post all of 
we don't know where this background noise came from. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, this is what happens when you're live. Um, I will be posting Danielle's contact information on my Instagram page. And again, follow her. I'll put all that information on there as well. And I love you, cousin. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. Thank you all again for tuning in to the Wonder Women Wind Down podcast. I hope that you all have enjoyed the conversation between myself and Danielle and that something that we talked about resonated with you, whether you're trying to mend a broken heart, a broken relationship, or just trying to figure out how to navigate through the turbulent waters of life. Sometimes things come our way and we just don't understand it. We don't understand why these things are happening. We're praying, we're fasting, we're doing all the right things, yet life will still happen. And so what I pray that this conversation does for you is just remind you that no matter what, God is always there. You just have to continue to be faithful, obedient, and believe that God is there with you and that what you're going through, you're going through it for a purpose, that all of these things are going to work out for your good. And to all of my single ladies who are listening, I pray that you take something away from the conversation as well about living in your single season and appreciating that time for you to work on you and to appreciate you and remember that you don't need a man to validate you. You are amazing and wonderful just the way that God made you. So enjoy that time and trust that in due season, God will send you an amazing person, but you are amazing all on your own. I thank you all again for listening. I pray that you continue to live, laugh, love, and lift, and we will wind down again together really soon. God bless.